0: today I want to talk about God's will. We we, we talk about this, maybe you've heard about God's will before, but we don't always cover it so much when we're up here in the pulpit. It's not one of those hot juicy topics that we like to preach on and today I wanted to highlight this because I believe man it can change your life. Knowing what God has for you, knowing what he's planned for your life can change the way you live. And today, I believe that understanding God's what, his will for us, is going to do that. And so I want to start out reading scripture. You've read this a million times. If you've been to church, man, it's everywhere. It's a pretty popular scripture. So check this out. It's Romans 12, 1 through 2. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God, because all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Now, normally we read this scripture and then we just preach it up right there, right? We stop there and we don't read this last portion, but I, I think this is going to really make things make sense for you today. It says, Then you will learn... To know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect, man, I, I love this scripture. That's why you hear it so much because pastors we love preaching this. I mean, this this is it, right? We got to transform us, and God's going to change us. But then we skip that last part, and we don't go over the fact that God has a good, pleasing, and perfect will for our lives. So many of us we wander through life trying to figure out what am I supposed to be doing. Am I supposed to just go to work nine to five and make some money, come home to my family and and do this and do that? Like, what am I supposed to do? And so many of us are trying to figure that out still. We're trying to figure out why. I mean, I go to church and we try to figure things out for life and we try to make things make sense. I try to read my Bible and understand what God has for me. But it's so hard to realize, like, what am I supposed to do with my life? You know, for Pastor Seth, it's easy because he's a youth pastor, and his, his life's all about reaching teenagers and doing crazy events where kids just get nasty and messed up, right? <laughs> but for me, I, I have a job, and I go work, and I hate my job, and I don't like it. It's okay. I go home to my family, and I try to be a good dad or a good mom, and I'm not quite sure what that looks like. And for so many of us, we're still looking for what that is. And we don't understand that God has placed a plan upon our life to do incredible things that we never thought possible. So often we put limits on our life and we put limits on ourselves because of maybe past experiences and different things. But I'm here to tell you that God sees you and he sees the potential that you have. And he's got big plans. So today I want to help you discover... God's will for your life. Today, I want to help you understand what that means, and it's really simple. I like to keep this stuff just, man, just easy. So, if you will, number one, we have to stop. One word, like I said, it's going to be pretty simple. Your stomachs are growling already, right? Should have <laughs> had breakfast. Stop. We have to stop. We have to stop and examine if our life is actually any different. And what do I mean by that? I mean that literally we have to take a step back and look at our life because I'm going to assume and just act like, and we'll give you a chance if this isn't true for you today, but I'm going to assume that most of us, we've come to church, we've made that decision to follow Jesus Christ. We're trying to figure things out. We're trying to see what our life is supposed to look like now. And here's what I want you to know. Number one, the first thing that we have to do if we're trying to discover God's will for our life is examine and see if anything is different than before we have that moment where we raise our hand and we say that prayer. Maybe you've come down to an altar and you've had that moment where Jesus, God, does something in your life and you feel it, you get the goosebumps. I mean, you just know that this is something more than just the average, normal, typical thing. You know that. But now I'm asking you to think about what happened after that and what's happened since then. Does it look any different than your life did before? And maybe some of you say, yeah, I'm reading my Bible, I'm trying to do this, I'm I'm trying to live my life for God. But how different is it? Me and me, I I, I try to take those steps back every, every chance I get to really examine where my life is, where it's heading, what I'm doing with the life that God has granted me. And I think that we, we so often get caught up in man, I'm still trying to do this and I'm still trying to truck on and, and live the life God's called me to. And I think we just get so caught up and we get, it's so much in our head and we get so bogged down, like this is so tough and I can't do this and I've got to be perfect and I've got to make this decision. And we get so bogged down and, and caught up and we don't know what to do. We get lost. Anybody with me this morning? Come on, I feel like I'm alone up here. We got to figure out what we're supposed to do. You see, being a Christian and being a Christ follower is more than going to church. Amen. I mean, I love church, y'all. I love it, right? I mean, this is what I do. I, I love church. I, I love the sermons. I love the worship. Did you hear my wife sing, by the way? Come on. <laughs> Woo. Right? I love it. I, I love it. But being a Christian is so much more than going to church. And we think, you know what? I made that decision, and I'm going to church every Sunday, and that's the only thing that's changed. Is that true for you? Man, I'm stepping on some toes. I brought my boots today, y'all. <laughs> what's different? What's changed? Being a Christian's more than sharing a, a, a scripture on your Facebook, y'all. Yeah. There's so much more than just showing the outward appearance of being a Christian and a Christ follower, but here's what it is. It's when something changes inside of you that you're filled with this passion to do something with your life that's different than it was before. Because I tell you, people are looking for something out there, and it is Jesus. And we have Jesus, and once we have Jesus, we've got to let Him change us. We've got to let Him do something inside of us, and things are going to be different. That's how it is. That's how it works, and that's what I believe. I, I know it to be true. I've seen it so many times in the lives of students where they give their life to Jesus, and there's actually this radical change where it's not the same, where it's, it's different, and it, it's good. Amen? Amen. Amen. Man, I, me and my wife, we like to watch TV. I don't know if you guys like to watch TV. I mean, Netflix is the greatest invention ever. Yeah. I love it, y'all. You know? Like that's how I relax. I just I don't have to think about anything. I can just watch a screen and watch other people live their lives and I don't have to worry about mine. I don't know if you feel the same way. And so lately we've been we've been watching some like home improvement shows. You know, she, she got me in on those, right? And we've been watching this one, it's called Fixer Upper. Anybody else watch Fixer Upper? Everybody's like, duh, come on. <laughs> If you don't get anything from this message today, just know that a lot of people like fixer up, and you might like it too, all right? <laughs> but we've been watching the show and watching the show episode after episode, and it's crazy to me. Here's what happens. There's this couple, these people, and they're wanting a home. They're trying to find somewhere to live, right? The American dream. They're trying to find a house that they love, and they've got some money saved up, and they give it to these two people, this couple. If you've watched the show, you know them, Right? And they say, find us a house and make us love it. Because here's the deal. They go find the nastiest, grossest, just messed up houses you can imagine. I'm like, that's crazy. I mean, I I could never picture living somewhere where they're taking these people and they're asking them to see what it could be. And I think, wow, (laughs) that's trust, y'all. Like, here's a hundred something thousand dollars, right? (laughs) But they do it and the outcome is always incredible. I mean, I love, like, you could just get to the end of the show and just see the transformation that happens. I love it, right? They take this house, and they just, they knock everything out, and they do this, and they do that, and there's always, like, some really frilly stuff on the walls, Right. But they finish this and the people see this home that is built for them. It's specifically made for them. They see the investment that they've made and they're coming to tears because of how excited they are about what has happened. The transformation that's been made, the investment that they've made, and they see the success in that. And I'm watching that show and I kind of start thinking, man, it's kind of the same way with us. God sees us. God sees us at our worst. He sees the mistakes that we've made. He knows the past, y'all. He knows everything we've done, everything we've thought. He knows us better than anyone ever will. And we're trying to figure out God's will for our life, and here's what it is, is we allow God, we surrender our life to Him. I know it's simple. I know we talk about this a whole lot, but we surrender our life to Him, and we say, God, here is me. Here's the investment that I am now. Here's the fixer-upper that I am now. And at the end of it, He says check this out. Do you see this person? Do you see what they used to be and what they are now? All we have to do is surrender to God and say, God, fix me up. And he will fix me up. And then you will see the difference. I promise you, you look at the pictures on this show, you would be amazed at these nasty houses that these people can take and make look beautiful. And often the value is a lot more. Than it was even before. It's, it's more than the investment that they make. These people make money off of these houses. And here's the deal. When we, inv- when we put our, our life and surrender it to God. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to be there. It's more than just a little oh, tingly feeling down at the altar. Or raising a hand and saying a prayer. But it's letting God shape and mold you. And fix you up. And making you the person that he wants you to be. Yeah. fixes us up y'all. He takes our value and he raises it he sees the potential and he taps into it. And finding God's will for our life starts with literally just allowing God to do that. Amen. To shape us and to make us what he wants us to be. It's tough. I'm up here and I'm all excited. I'm like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I mean, God can do this and that." But it's so much harder than that. And with the surrender, there's sacrifice. And there's things in our lives that we've got to drop. There's things in our life that we have to say, I can't do it anymore. And that's where it gets you. sounds good. That's why we raise our hand. That's why we say that prayer. But we walk out those doors and we go home and we live the life that we lived before because it's tough. And today I want you to know that if you're going to find God's will for your life, you've got to take that step and you've got to keep going after him. And you've got to keep surrendering to him constantly. Not going to be much of a fixer-upper if you stop 10% of the way. Not going to be much of a fixer-upper if you stop 25 or 35% of the way. But man, I want to see what God can do with all of me. I want to see what God can do when he takes the potential that is me, and he lays it out, and he fixes me up, and he makes me what he wants me to be. We've got to stop. We've got to examine. We've made that decision, possibly, maybe, but we've got to say, you know what, I'm gonna walk out in that position. I, I, I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna live in it every single day. Got a scripture here for you. It's 1 Peter 1:14. It says, so you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. And see, here's the problem. <laughs> Let me get on my soapbox a little bit here because here's the problem We start trying to live that life. We start trying to let god tap into our potential Start reading god's word and we think you know what I, I can't do that and, and a lot of us we even get this feeling like I don't really like it because Man i'm trying to follow god and they you know the pastor's up there making it sound so great, but I get home And there's all these rules There's all these guidelines and God's telling me what to do. I mean, let's be honest. I hate being told what to do. I hate it. It's not fun, right? Like, you're already pretty much asking me to do something I don't want to do. And I already hate being told what to do. So I'm reading this. I'm like, man. We read it, and there's these rule after rule. I can't do this, and I can't do this, and I can't do this, and I can't do this. And that's how we see God. That's how we see the word that he's laid out for us as all of these rules. But today I want you to understand that it's so much more than that. Woo! That door just opened right there. It's so much more than that. It's so much more than a bunch of rules and a dusty old book. But here's what it is. It's God giving us guidelines. It's God saying, man, I know things. (laughs) I'm kind of smart. I kind of created you. I kind of created this planet. I know how things work. And I've written you this message, this book, and I'm trying to help you live your life better. It's not do this or you're going to be in trouble. That's where we don't like it. And that's what we see it as so much. But it's maybe you should do it like this because. And when we look at it in that lens and in that scope, man, I believe it changes the way we live for God. It's not a bunch of rules. It's not a bunch of you got to and you can't. It's I care about you. I love you and I want, you, I want your life to be better. But here's, here's the thing. You look at it, you read scripture and you're like, man, I can't do this. Well, why can't you do that? Because it's not a good idea. Because it's stupid. Like, why should you only have one wife? I have no idea. How does that make any sense? Why would the Bible tell me to be committed to one person and one person only? I've never had two wives before. But I can only imagine. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. Why would the Bible tell us to only have one spouse? I can only handle one wife, y'all. I mean, that's all I got. And I can't even imagine somebody out there thinking, give me four. <laughs> How does that make sense? We look at scripture like, I got to and I can't. But here's what it is. It's God empowering you to live a life with less worry and with less junk. And I'm not saying life doesn't have worry and it doesn't have junk, but when you follow God, there's a lot less of it. And we think, man, I'm so bogged down. I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing here, but, (laughs) but we, we got to understand that there's that surrender. And then there's that following God, that Man, it all works together and it makes sense. And we can't just let our fixer upper life stop here or stop there. We've got to go all the way. So that leads me to number two. Everybody say dose. dose. Look. look. So we've got stop, we've got look. And you probably guess the last one, but we'll get there in a minute. We have to look and see. You guys are laughing. I'm liking this. This is fun. We have to look and see what God's word has already called us to do. So I'm already talking about these rules and guidelines and reading God's word and this message that he's, he, he's given to us. I love it, y'all. I, I love reading my Bible. It gets a little boring sometimes. I'm going to be honest up here. Can I do that as a pastor? Can I, can I be honest with you? It's not always fun. That's why you've got to find a good place to read, right? Like, I can't just go on Netflix and just click a, a random show and expect that I'm going to like it. That's not how it works. you got to dig in there, and you got to find what you like, and you got to read it. you got to love it, and you'll get into it. I promise you. I promise. The cool thing about looking into God's word and seeing what it has already called us to do is, yeah, it does call us to live at this higher standard of living than most people live. It does expect us to, to do some things that, man, the world would think is crazy. And, man, that takes me back to that scripture we read at the very beginning is that, It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new to think in a new way. And it starts with looking into his word. We 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 stop and we surrender. We stop and we examine our life and we see where things are going and we see where things are heading, and we do that surrender, and then we go and we look into his word and see the message that he's given to us, these guidelines that he's trying to help shape our life. We look at it, y'all. It's not, oh, I just saw something, you know, somebody posted, and that's my scripture for the day. Check, right? It's not I came to church and someone read me a scripture. It's, man, I literally cracked open that Bible. I opened the app, and I looked, and I saw something. Man, it's all about this idea of obedience and following God. And he's, he's given us this message of why would we not want to read it? Why would we not want to crack it open Dust off the dust and read something that could change your life. Man, I thank God for the moments that I have when I'm, when I'm reading my Bible and I got my highlighter everywhere. And I think, man, how, how great is this? Man, there's people out there that believe in all kinds of religions and they follow all kinds of gods and all that stuff. But man, our God loves us enough. To, he left us this message that he spoke through many authors. And he said, you know what? I'm going to love my people enough to help them live a life that's going to be better than other people. Amen. Man, that's what we have to offer as Christians is that, man, our life is better. I'm not afraid to, not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to tell someone that. The life we live and if we follow these guidelines, it's going to be less worry and less junk. And how much greater does that sound than what other people are trying to do out there? Amen. Man. And it's funny, within all of this. We see that God does something in our life. And I want to read Hebrews 4.12. You've heard this before. It says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. We're trying to figure out God's will for our life, and he has literally spelled it out in his word. God, what am I supposed to do? I got this big decision to make, and I'm trying to figure things out. What am I supposed to do? I'm like, well, have you read God's word? Because there's a lot of stuff in there that's just going to nick out a lot of stuff. His word's going to give you enough wisdom to go and make decisions. We've got to let God's word do that in our life. And I mean, it's funny. I was thinking about this, and I thought about the difference between a car and an airplane. Just go with me, if you will. Like. I love my car, y'all. I love my little Honda Civic, man. i I put in so many miles on that thing. I love it, right? There's a lot of good memories in there, like jamming and all kinds of stuff, right? Everybody else jams in here in their car, right? Like you turn it up, blast it, and you're just going to town. Come on. And, man, I love my car. My car has taken me many places, right? I've driven many miles. I've seen a lot of things. I love my car. I don't like repairing my car, and I don't like putting new tires on it and all this stuff, right? But I love my car. It can take me almost anywhere, but then you think about an airplane, and I wish I could afford one of those, right? <laughs> and I think about how much further an airplane can take you. Think about the difference. I mean, my car can take me anywhere in the continental U.S., and it can take me to Canada, and it can take me to Mexico, which I'm pretty sure I don't want to go down there right now, right? It can take me a lot of places. But an airplane can take me Anywhere. There is no limit to where an airplane can take me. And here's the funny thing. We get so caught up in our life taking advice from other people. There's nothing wrong with advice. I love advice. But we get so caught up in that advice and we get so caught up in maybe past experiences. We're trying to make the right decision. We get so narrowed in it, the scope of how to make a decision in our life and to figure out God's will on our own, that that's what we base it off of. And here's what I'm saying is that we have God's word that he's given it to us, and I promise you it will take you further and it will take you higher than you ever thought possible. You just have to let it. We've got this car that can go a lot of places and this advice that can be stretched and be used in a lot of areas of life. We've got these past experiences, things that we know, the knowledge that God has even given us, and we can use that to make decisions, but here's what it is, is we have God's word and his word can take us further and higher so much more than this advice. Then all this other stuff that we're looking at so much and so often, we just it overshadows. Man, I'm making this a big decision. I mean, have you prayed about it? Have you read God's word about it? Because I promise you, that's going to shape things. That's going to make things and and help you know what to do when you have to know what to do. The difference between a car and an airplane. Like I said, I wish I could afford an airplane. But guess what? I can afford a Bible. I can afford to use a Bible every day and understand and take knowledge and take what God is speaking literally to me at those moments and use that to shape the decisions and how I follow God's will. Amen? Amen. Man, I'm preaching up here, y'all. Come on. Wearing me out a little bit. Everybody say number number three. Number three, we have to listen. Told you I'd keep it simple for you. Stop, look and listen we have to listen for the many ways God may be trying to speak into your life i love this scripture it's john 10:27 this is jesus saying this so you know it's extra good my sheep listen to my voice i know them and they follow me my sheep listen to my voice i know them and they follow me so often we limit The way God can speak into our life by limiting the way we believe he can speak to us. So often we're trying to make a big decision. We're trying to decipher God's will for our life, what he wants for us. And we're expecting this audible voice to help us with every decision. Should I go to Wendy's for lunch today, God? And we're expecting just some big, deep voice. No. I mean, that's literally what we limit God to. We say, you know what? I've been, I've been trying to listen to God, and I've been trying to figure out what he wants me to do, but I don't hear anything. I've been there. And, and let me just be honest. Can I be honest with you guys? Pastor, youth pastor up here devoted my life to ministry. Let me just tell you one thing. There are very few times in my life I can look back and say, God literally spoke something to me. Where I literally, maybe audibly heard something, and it wasn't this, you know, like it wasn't this deep voice. And for you, man, we we limit God by thinking, that's the only way. Like, that's the only way God can speak to me. But I already covered, he's written us this message, he's given us this book right here. That's one way God can speak to you. That's one way God can show you how to live and to make the right decision. But man I believe that God speaks through other people and I told you like you said well you said not to listen to anybody's advice well man I believe you can get something good from Pastor Chad up here on a Sunday like every week man he's giving out some solid gold nuggets and I know you guys like nuggets y'all I know you do like some of you have already planned on your way out you're gonna stop by Mickey D's and you're gonna get you a 20 piece good for you sounds good We love nuggets, y'all. And Pastor Chad is up here just like throwing them at you every week. But here's what happens. You only come to church like once a month. Oh, just stepped on some toes, right? And you don't catch up on the podcast. And you're thinking, dude, I'm, I'm, you're saying Pastor Chad's got good stuff? Well, I don't got anything. Well, go listen to the podcast. That's what it's there for. You're thinking, man, I don't get nothing. Well, you know what? Get off your phone. Man, I'm just getting them this morning. <laughs> See, I can, I can say this stuff up here. I mean, I feel I'm comfortable with this. I'm not going to make him say this stuff up here, but I can. <laughs> we limit God. God can speak to you through a pastor. He can speak to you through a friend. But there's so many other ways that God can speak to you. And, I mean, I don't have just this, like, list. You know, you can take home today and, oh, God, I can speak to me this way. Like, check, you know, like, Awesome. But, man, it, it's different for every single person. And I know people that have crazy, vivid dreams, and they, th- th- that's how God speaks to them. I've never had one of those. But guess what? Some people do, and I believe that God can speak to you through dreams. Now, I'm not saying tonight when you're dreaming about, you know, running over the, kale's ta- or the cat's tail, right? Like, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. But I believe that, God, you will know when it's God. You will know when it's him speaking to you. We've got to listen. We've got to stop our life and stop being so busy and stop being so focused on other things. If you're trying to figure out what God has for you, you've got, to, you've got to narrow your scope, and you've got to look to him, and you've got to give him all your attention. Man, for me, I like quiet. I like man, I like being in my office or being home, and there's no music. I don't need, you know, the worship music. Like, I love worship music, y'all, but I don't need that in the background. I just need to listen to what God has for me. And is it always this audible, huh? No. you can laugh it's okay it's all right just get it out but if we are God's people man we know him and we listen to him and this is all a process what I've laid out for you this morning we stop we look we listen and if you're already at number two awesome if you're already at number three great if you're at like number 16 pat on the back but man, I believe that this is a message that you can take and you can apply to your life and things will be different. Things will change, not just your life and surrendering to God and the whole fixer-upper thing, but here's what it is, is when God speaks to you and you start following him and the will that he has for you, man, your life is going to be different and it's going to change and it's going to be awesome. We're trying to figure out God's will for our life. We've got to figure this stuff out. We've got to take this and own it. We've got to allow God to transform us the way he wants to transform us. We've got to allow ourselves some time and, and, and drop the distractions and look at his word and listen to what he has put out there for us already. It's that simple.